0: Okie dokie First of all, I know getting here was the commute from hell. I have to be a smidge off the beaten track here. Now, thanks for standing by with uh, all this technical delay and waiting for the show. I do appreciate y'all uh, waiting on me for it. But uh, without further ado, welcome to the Atlanta Foot Clan League Dynasty Podcast. Welcome to episode 101, the first show of the 2018 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick. You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Goonie. So first off, I'd like to start off by thanking y'all for downloading and listening. I know you don't have to put up with me and my ego, but I do appreciate the forum and a chance to entertain y'all and try to bring a little more fun to this league. Uh, First off... Thank you to Clay and Axel for setting up the Dynasty League. I know this was pretty much just born out of boredom, but it is much appreciated, and I think we're going to have a really, really great future with this league. On today's episode, we're going to go over the Dynasty Startup draft. We'll take you through the first two rounds of the draft, and then we're going to jump into some team analysis where I tell you what I think your teams. Uh, Lastly, we're going to hit up the near misses of the draft, uh, some of which are submitted by you, the fine listener, and a few by me. Yes, you did disappoint me a little bit. So let's go for a ride. So to uh, set the stage for you, um, yours truly ended up with the 101 pick, which would be the first time in my nine-year fantasy history I've actually had the overall pick, believe it or not. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't know which way I wanted to go between Odell Beckham and DeAndre Hopkins, the clear two best overall picks in a Dynasty half-point PPR draft, you people. So I decided to shop around the pick, did not get as much interest as I thought I would, but ended up moving back to the ninth spot, to which the first pick in the draft ended up being Todd Gurley. Well, I mean, whoop do, A running back that maybe has four years at best compared to an elite receiver that has, I don't know, say six years of production High-end production still left, uh, so good choice on that. Nah, I'm kidding. Todd Gurley's fantastic, and you should be proud of yourself. So let's read through the entire first round. Uh, It's Gurley, then Barkley, David Johnson, Kamara, Odell Beckham Jr., Zeke, DeAndre Hopkins, Carson Wentz, Le'Veon Bell, and Kareem Hunt. All right, let's break this down a little bit. Gurley is the best dynasty running back. There's no question about that. But I think maybe a little early for the 101. But can't blame you for going out and getting your guy. Uh, Saquon Barkley came out of nowhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna admit that. Uh, amazing spark score. Amazing combine. Uh, should be a perennial talent, but that being said, that is a lot to risk your first-round pick on. Especially having the 102 on a unknown commodity with a influx quarterback and offensive uh, position with the team he's on. Uh, but anyways, you have the youngest potentially productive running back, I suppose. Uh, followed by David Johnson and Alvin Kamara. Uh, we all love David Johnson, having all been members of the foot clan for quite a while but i mean taking a little bit of risk on a one-year wonder kinda with uh, some production with that on a very uh, in in the moment changing offense So, so we'll see how that goes uh... next we'll come to the first real problem i actually had in the draft alvin kamara Kamara, Kamara, Kamario, however you want to call it. Let's uh, let's hashtag Real Talk for a second. You drafted with the number five pick a running back who averaged 7.5 carries and five catches a game. Are you insane? 12 touches a game. That's what he averaged over the whole year and yes he ended up what the number three running back in half-point formats I believe maybe four but are you insane that is less than half the amount of touches that the top dogs ended up with last year and yes I understand he's supposed to increase his touches and get all this work and it's gonna be because Ingram's out four games oh wait only four games, and then he's back for the last 12? I mean, come on, man. Come on. There is no way that Kamara averages more than 15 to 18 touches a game. And that is being very generous on the 18 end once Mark Ingram is back. So instead of having Super Mario, I'm gonna tell you right now, you know what you have? dead Camario. Now, this isn't a knock on the player that he's not going to be productive. Yes, he is going to be a top 10 back. Yes, he is going to be awesome and amazing for fantasy. But in fantasy, volume is king, and you just cannot keep top 5 running back numbers with half the touches of any other running back. So, good luck with that. Moving on, though. Next, we hit up the first pick that I thought was going to be number one, one that I was considering, in Odell Beckham Jr. Congratulations, Clay. You know how to draft in the first round of a dynasty startup. Receivers are king, people, and when you have a transcended talent like Odell Beckham Jr., You take him one or two, and that's only behind another receiver. And I understand there's an argument for the number one QB if he's super young because this is a two QB league, but that being said, that is it. That might be the only argument. I'm sorry, but the years he's going to get out of Odell Beckham are just astronomical compared to the years that you're going to get out of any of these running backs especially someone like David Johnson, who's 26. Yeah, and I get it. I'm a hypocrite because I took a 26-year-old as well. That being said, I took one that's proven production over the years, and on top of that, it was starting to get a little low end on the draft for the first round. And I'm sorry. I'm going to take the best player on the board. Apparently, something that is lost on you guys. Anyways, moving on. Clay then traded back up into the first round because he's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lock this puppy up and get the best running back available. in Zeke Elliott, a young, productive back that has, guess what, more than 12 touches a game. And yes, he might have a couple of little off-the-field issues. Hopefully he gets that squared away because it's always fun watching him play. But kudos to Clay. You knocked the first round out of the park. Uh, After that, ugh, the one that broke my heart. After that trade, after thinking, man, should I take Hopkins or should I take OBJ? No, I'll trade back. I was so, so close to having Nuke slip. And you guys turned it into this, like, running back show that I thought people were going to start panicking and take all the rest of the running backs. Because why wouldn't they? Everyone else has done it. Ugh. Enter in a villain. Axel Tricod, my mortal enemy who I destroyed in the first year of the Atlanta Foot Clan League Championship, only to have him take the trophy from me last year and make me go through the hassle of mailing it to friggin' France. Move to a different country, one preferably a lot closer, sir. Well, anyways, Axel was torn, he was a little worried about the pick, and I started getting into his head about how he shouldn't take Nuke, how he was going to miss out on some good talent, and all this blah, 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 and he almost bit, but that being said, he he stuck true to what he should have done, and he ended up with Nuke, possibly the best pick in the entire draft. And that is not because he did a good job. It's because he was able to somehow draft the number one or two player in the league for a Dynasty startup at the what? Seventh pick? Dear goodness. Was it seven? I believe it was. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Crazy! What is wrong with you people? Ugh. I... I, I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Then we come to Carson Wentz. Questionably, the best quarterback for a dynasty startup. I'm a little hesitant. Uh, I agree with a lot of analysts that his efficiency is gonna go down a bit. That being said, the volume could go up too. Uh, he did have very limited amount of throws for what the team was doing, and yes. The team is just stacked from top to bottom, but that being said, they can only afford to pay people so long and that defense is gonna drop a little bit and everything's gonna drop a little bit and Wentz, he's gonna benefit from that. That being said, there was a lot of quality players that were flying off the board at skill positions, and this is by far the deepest year we've ever had for quarterbacks. Can't really fault you because it's Forever League. But that being said, I probably wouldn't have gone with Wentz. I would have gone with, in fact, the person I went with, Le'Veon Bell. Now, I loved having this pick in the end because everyone was unbelievably upset with me throughout the draft. But it all started with this pick. How did I get Le'Veon Bell at the end of the first round? I know it pissed off Axel, and I'm sure it pissed off a few more of you, but you know what? You have no one to blame but yourselves. Congratulations, I'm going with unproven people, people with less work, and people with injury risks more than Le'Veon Bell. And yes, David Johnson is an injury risk. I'm not saying he's a great one. I think he should have a productive and healthy career. That being said, he has spent two years getting injured. So you tell me. Prove me wrong, David Johnson. Prove me wrong. And then we're going to finish out the first round with Kareem Hunt. Can't really blame Shane on this one. A lot of people are buying the hype. I think there's a little bit of regression here. Um... I think the biggest thing is there's now more mouths to feed, and I think that Pat Mahomes, although future is bright, is a step down from Alex Smith. That being said, maybe uh, Andy Reid will get his head out of his ass and start using Hunt more than eight times on random games, because he forgets, oh, who's this guy? Uh, Just forget about it. I mean, he did the same thing with Jamal Charles, and that guy was amazing. Amazing! How do you forget you have Jamal Jamal Charles on your team? Oh, that's right, your head's stuck in a bucket of chicken. Ugh, anyways, moving on, let's hit round two. So I'm going to read down the list real quick and then we'll start dissecting it. Uh, round two started off with Leonard Fournette, followed by Antonio Brown, Russell Wilson, Keenan Allen, uh, Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, woo woo, Vikes, Julio Jones, uh, Devonte Adams, and then Aaron Rodgers. All right, let's break it down for y'all, kiddies. So first off, starting, uh, I'm not a big fan of the four net pick. Uh, not only do I think he is way overvalued in every aspect, every sense of the word, uh, sitting there at the first pick of the second round injury history is too great just his want to play seems a little off at times in his first year we'll see if he's got that under control but those soft tissue injuries are scary and the fact that this is a dynasty draft and you already had a running back let's go receiver Shane come on come on come on well thanks to Shane just like uh thanks to the rest of you fools I ended up in a amazing, fortuitous spot. Now, I said before I wasn't the happiest with the amount that I got for the number one overall pick, but that being said, if I didn't make that trade, I wouldn't have been able to make this trade. And sitting there was the, the most beautiful, just gorgeous, Lego haircut-headed wide receiver of all time, Antonio Brown. Now, you understand that this is the best receiver in the game, and yes, you can take the first two guys that went before him because they are young as hell compared, and Big Ben is getting old as F. That being said, he should not have been sitting here. I actually considered him instead of Bell at that point, but to have a difference maker like Le'Veon Bell was just too great to pass up. So, here we are again sitting with Brown, and I knew, I knew that one of you fools at the very least, but many of you would value the crap out of Antonio Brown, and you should. He is the best in the game. So what did I do? I shopped him around a little bit, and I threw that that little hook with a little baited Brown on it, and what did I get? I got a little nibble. Got a little nibble. And then it sat for a second when we started negotiating a little bit. A little more nibble, a little more. And all of a sudden, that sucker bit and I yanked the crap out of it and set that hook. Now, I know a lot of you are completely, and I mean completely pissed off about this. Why are you giving Jason the draft? Everyone just keeps helping Jason the draft. And you know what? No one helped me. What it was is the fact that I saw a, a beautiful opportunity and I saw someone that just showed a little too much eagerness and I knew what I could fleece them for. And yeah, did I shoot a little high and did I end up with it? Yeah. So you know what? Sue me. But you have no one to blame but yourselves. Clumsy clumsy hippos. So boo-hoo to you while I enjoyed that extra third round from my 12. Anyway, so I traded away the pick and out goes Brown. After that, uh, next off the board was... Wilson! Wilson! That's right, Russell Wilson. Uh, To everyone's surprise, Brian came off with the second quarterback of the draft after taking the first quarterback. Now, at this point in the draft, everyone's sitting there going, like, oh my god, are you serious? But that being said... Picking two of the best quarterbacks In a 2QB dynasty Startup Not the worst thing in the world Yet So uh, Can't say anything really about this pick Other than Perennially he's never been outside Of the top 10 He is just Hot hot fire He goes ham constantly And that defense is going to be horrid So Russell Wilson's going to eat Following the Russell Wilson pick, uh, we go to the French guy again, uh, moving in with Keenan Allen. Can't really say much about this pick. Uh, great player, great offense. There's a little bit of limited time thing with Phillip Rivers. Uh, but that being said, the guy I would have taken ahead of him has his own QB questions of the future. But I just think he's a, he's a little too slight and a little too... I want to say boom-bust. Now, most people are like, oh, Jason, he was consistently amazing. Well, yeah, for the second half of the season. And he's been consistently amazing for long chunks of the season, but I've never really seen him actually put together an entire amazing season. It's always been he gets hot fire, kind of like uh, Doug Baldwin. He's like the new, better Doug Baldwin. That's what Keenan Allen is. I understand they're different receivers, but that being said, that's just kind of the fantasy sense I get with them. Uh, next pick, he go to the teammate, Melvin Gordon. Uh, once again, running backs. Rule the roost in this league in the early rounds. Don't really understand it. Don't get it, but that being said... Good for you. You're taking good running backs, uh, just just don't understand it. Moving on to one of my favorite picks, because it ties in with the trade, blockbuster trade I made. So a little context for this pick is I couldn't make it fast enough. What you don't understand is before I traded away Antonio Brown, I was torn. I was just massively torn between Antonio Brown and Michael Thomas. Yes, Antonio Brown is better than Michael Thomas, but all Michael Thomas has done has been top 10 and increased for his first two years as far as his finishes. All he's done is been consistently good. Not many down weeks with him. And he is young. And... Probably a little bit longer for the NFL with his QB. So, like I said, this just worked out absolutely perfectly because I was almost ready to take him at the second pick of this round. But I got him, what, the sixth pick? Seventh pick, sorry. Oh my goodness. Seventh pick of the round. So, kudos to you. uh, You guys really... Really let me just I don't know I don't want to say win the league Clearly but uh, w- Help win the draft I guess that's a good way of putting it So give yourselves a round of applause Alright, so after that we go to one of my favorite running backs But more because I'm a fan than uh, I think his fantasy outlook Although I do think he's going to be a very good Dalvin Cook uh, Towards the end of the second This is kind of where I like seeing running backs live a little more And I understand I took a running back And I understand there's a place for all these running backs In fact, there's probably a place for five of them Maybe six of them in the first round Just not at the beginning, Few people My goodness. So great value on Cook here. Uh, Next, we went to the first real question mark of the receiver pool. Yes, Julio is great. Yes, Julio is a better route runner than people give him credit for. But Julio still wins because he is just a better athlete and bigger than everyone. And honestly, how long is that going to last? How long is his foot going to hold up? These are a lot of questions, and the fact that they brought in Ridley, everyone's getting a little bit worried about it because, guess what? They finally have another receiver on the outside. And that's pretty much where Julio makes his hay. I understand he does get motion in the slot a little bit, try to get those mismatches. Uh, but that was back when, you know, they had a more inventive uh, offensive coordinator. So we'll see how that one turns out. Now, to the next pick, this one... This is going to be my first I don't like this player. Now, I understand you think, oh, it's because he's a Green Bay Packer. Well, no, I love Aaron Rodgers as a fantasy asset. That being said, I do hate the Packers. Uh, But no, Devontae Adams, oh, man, he is just like the second coming of Green Bay Jesus or something. Everyone's like, oh, top five with top one potential and this and that. Well, I'm sorry. Has the man ever even hit a 1,000 yards receiving? Because I don't think he has. He's just been touchdown master of the year. Well, guess what? You got Jimmy Graham there now. He's going to siphon some of those shorter yardage touchdowns. On top of that, they're probably going to have to start leaning on the run game, and I understand we've said that for years. Oh, well, like, here's more opportunity for the running backs, this, that. But you know what? I don't think Aaron Rodgers' weapons are that good anymore. I think that the talent around him is starting to really show its inability to keep up with his talent. And I'm sorry, we were all thinking it two years ago, Devontae Adams is trash. So why is he this fantasy darling now? Because he finished what, in the teens? He wasn't even a top five receiver this year. And now all of a sudden, oh, well, he's number one for Aaron Rodgers. Well, that's great. The last time he was when Jordy went out injured, he sucked. He was awful. Do you think that's going to change? Now, granted, it's not going to be as bad as it was because he is a better receiver than he was two years ago. But that being said, he hasn't had to face number one coverage. And I don't mean just the best corners, but I mean defense is playing to his side trying to take him out of the game and guess what they're going to do that they are going to make randall cobb stretch the field they're going to make jimmy graham try to get separation and they're going to make that run game move they're not going to let Devonte adams catch 15 16 touchdowns it's just not going to happen if he breaks 10 i will be surprised absolutely surprised and you can take that to the bank Now we're going to finish up the second round With uh, just the best quarterback in the league Aaron Rodgers And in my opinion The guy who probably should have gotten number 2 I'm going to take Russell Wilson over him Because Russell Wilson's been doing it without weapons for a while But that being And he's younger But that being said Rodgers is better than Russell Wilson It's just he's a lot older so I would I would probably have taken him too. Carson Wentz for me is the what third or fourth, depending on Andrew Luck's health, uh, quarterback in a dynasty league. So kudos to you. You got a great value at the end of the second round on Aaron Rodgers. Make, 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 make That's your celebration song. That's all you get. You didn't earn it. It just fell to you. And only because I traded you the pick, honestly. And I think I still came out ahead with Webbo. Alright, so next up we're going to talk Fantasy Misses. You shall not pass! <laughs> well, let's start by qualifying this. First, it was supposed to be picks that you passed on and it ended up biting you in the ass because you missed out on the guy by two or three picks at most that being said you a-holes didn't get back to me on this and i ended up with very little material for the uh for the little bit we got going here so i kind of had to let it stretch a little bit so first of all thank you to axel Clay, Brian, and Dan And of course myself Because we're the only ones That wrote something in The rest of you suck Okay So first we'll start with Axel Uh, Axel wrote in He missed out on Rex Burkhead Zach Ertz And Mason Rudolph Now he couldn't really get me much On Rex Burkhead And without the actual full draft In front of us we can't really delve into it but I asked him, and for Zach Ertz, uh, he ended up passing on him thinking he'd come around, and he ended up with Sonny Michel instead, so a little more risk to it. He's a Patriots fan, so he wasn't like the most butthurt about it, but that being said, I think he did kind of lose out on that because Sonny Michel isn't nearly the game-changer at this point that Zach Ertz is. Uh, Could be a blessing in disguise, though. Zach Ertz has had a little bit of injury issues, and who knows how long he's going to be this fantasy relevant for. Uh, After that, Mason Rudolph, yeah, that one hurt a little bit. Uh, He told me he actually got in a little panic after that, and he ended up with uh, such winners at QB like Falcon and who I don't even know if these guys are still on his team right now, but... That one kind of sucks Because Mason Rudolph Ended up being a hot commodity That he had to trade for Uh, Moving on We hit Clay next Now uh, Clay told me He had two misses Uh, The first one was The handsome one himself Jimmy Garoppolo And the other Lamar Miller Now I know what you're saying To yourselves Lamar Miller Who missed on Lamar Miller Well I mean, he did, because at the point that Lamar went, that was actually a decent value, and uh, he couldn't really tell me who he ended up with instead of him. But I do know that he took Jay Ajayi instead of Jimmy Handsome. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't think that British guy is going to return much fantasy value for him. Not nearly as much as a... Franchise QB like Jimmy Garoppolo could have been, and if we ever decide to vote into our league handsome points, he's missing out double time. That being said, he has Andrew Luck before that pick, so I can't really feel for him on that. Next up, we had Brian, and this one kind of ties in because Axel missed out on Zachers, we said, so he ended up with Sony Michelle. Well, guess what, Sony Michelle was the miss of brian uh completely changed his strategy he said initially he was going to go qb heavy then hit up a young running back veteran receiver everything got thrown screwed up so he ended up going he said with uh, Corey davis on the youth train of receiver and ended up with geiss Now, I think that's a little bit of a blessing in disguise because Darius Geis has a better outlook to me than Sony Michel. Um, That team is not going to be the perennial powerhouse it has been for much longer when TB12 is gone and after letting Jimmy Garoppolo go, you just don't know what's going to happen to the Patriots. Now, I get that Washington isn't in the greatest position as far as, oh, we have a quarterback for the next 10 years, but that being said, Alex Smith is good. Alex Smith's going to be there for quite a few more years, and they're going to have enough time to replace Alex Smith. But fast forward to the other positive is he is a workhorse back without a fumbling issue behind a good offensive line if they can stay healthy, so... Don't sweat it, Brian. I think you actually turned out alright on that. And then lastly, we have Dan who wrote in saying that he missed out on Matt Ryan and Dak Prescott. Now, we're going to jump into the Matt Ryan one first. Uh, he skipped Matt Ryan thinking that he could get him on the way back two turn or two picks later. And Shane sniped him in between, so that one burned quite a bit. But that being said, he ended up with Kelsey with that pick, and you have pretty much the top tight end in all of Dynasty because of his age, his situation, his health, and, well, let's just face it, he's Zeus. Uh, The next one, though, this one makes me a little happy because I had no idea, But Dak was on his radar, and Dak got taken before he could get to him. What makes this so much sweeter is the pick that he was going to take him with was right after his other pick that, you guessed it, he traded to me. So I sniped him on that one, and it just gives me a a great sense of just... uh, I feel so good about it, you know? I was happy to get Dak, I think I'm higher on it than pretty much all you guys, but that being said, this just made it all the sweeter. Uh, As far as me, um, I mean, the biggest miss for me was the fact that I took Hunter Henry, where I should have taken him, and got great value on him, only to have him get hurt for the season a day later. Uh, That was a little bit of a miss because I ended up with him probably two to three rounds earlier than I could have gotten to him if the draft just slowed down a little bit. But wait, everyone was bitching at me for taking too long and making deals because that's all I do is I make trades and I make deals. Moving on though. Uh, After that, there were a few tight ends I did get snaked on. Nothing I was really too pissed about. But, I mean, you can clearly tell that as I kept waiting and waiting and waiting. It maybe got the steal at tight end in the whole draft with Ricky Seals-Jones. And then notable mention for me is probably just DeAndre Hopkins, and that's because he almost made it to me. I know I already talked about it, but my goodness, if that happened, y'all would have been in trouble. Like, hard friggin' core. And that just would have been tasty. Just the most tastiest of morsels. And speaking of tasty morsels, today's episode is brought to you by Gunderson's Cashews. Tastes so great, you'll go nuts! And now, without further ado, it is time to grade your teams. (laughs) So we're going to go ahead and uh, follow this first round of the draft as we jump from team to team. So as you picked is how I'm going to pick you off. That being said, first up is this means war. Now this means war team is actually pretty well balanced, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That being said, the depth's a little lighter than I would have liked. At QB, we have Aaron Rodgers, David Carr, Josh Rosen, Sam Bradford, and Josh McCown. Now, love the fact that you got Rodgers, you got a nice solid number two with Carr. That's a good fill-in while Rosen develops, and you still got the benefit of Bradford getting in there. Uh, McCown, I understand that pick. That was entirely just you bl- QB blocking the league. Uh, Running backs, Gurley, Collins, Ingram, Hyde, Thompson, Burkhead, John Kelly, Josh Adams. Now, two of these running backs are phenomenal. Gurley, best in the game right now for a dynasty. Ingram, I like him. His future is a little waffly, but that being said, like he was quoted earlier this uh, offseason... He, he feels fresher than most his age with his years in the league because of the system he's been running in. He's been super productive the last few years, super healthy. And, yes, he does have the, the uh, suspension coming for four games. I think that actually helped you get him. Had he not had that suspension, I think he would have gone probably round and a half to two rounds earlier than he did. Off the top of my head I think you got him in the ninth, So, Actually I take that back You probably would have gotten him like 3 rounds So uh, Not really sure which round you got him exactly uh, We don't have that with us But I know he was your ninth player taken uh, After that though Collins, I know a lot of people like him And I like him for this year But his future is not looking great um, So I. It's kind of an okay pick For me, I think he you probably could have gotten a little bit better value At that point And then Hyde is Immensely talented but I'm sorry he is just in A terrible situation And he spent his whole career being disrespected He's actually Mark Ingram So if he can find himself a team That treats him the way Mark Ingram gets treated Now then he might Actually turn out okay but until then uh, Kind of a wasted pick after this season uh, Thompson He's going to be great till he gets injured He's not long for this league uh, Burkhead Kind of the same thing You know You might have a great year though Because he is a Patriot And they know how to use their guys uh, move After that A couple depth plays Who cares otherwise Moving on to wide receivers Allen Robinson Doug Baldwin DJ Moore Marquise Lee Shepard Godwin Rashad Matthews And Antonio Callaway Now, I'm not as high on Allen Robinson as everyone else is. Yeah, Nagy, great system, blah, 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 if it turns out okay. Uh, Doug Baldwin, fantastic pick. Love him. DJ Moore, little early for my taste as your 10th player off the board, but that being said, he could turn out to be great. I just, that early, unless it's like some guaranteed he's going to kick-ass asset, I don't like taking him that early. And I think you actually prompted me to take Sutton a little earlier than I wanted to because of that. Uh, Marquise Lee, trash. Uh, Shepard, great, bad situation, could get better. Godwin, I just I don't see the hype everyone's getting on. Uh, I understand the measurables. I understand he's supposed to have this breakout and this breakout and this breakout. But that being said, I mean, we don't even know if Jameis Winston's going to be the quarterback in the next year or two, after all the shit that's been going down, uh, Rashad Matthews, perennial underrated guy. He's kind of I don't want to say Frank Gore, but he's getting a little disrespected, like Frank Gore, in the fantasy community. And then Antonio Callaway, immense talent. Went to the Browns, which is great because he can learn to not be a dirtbag off the field from Josh Gordon. He used to be a dirtbag off the field. The only problem I have with that is it's the Browns, and they're a little too heavy on talent, believe it or not. So we don't know where he's going to go, but the fact that you got him in the 23rd pick of your draft, kudos to you, doesn't matter. Great pick. Um, Tight end, you go Kelsey Clay Clay's kind of a throwaway pick just for depth on... uh, Weeks, Kelsey, fantastic Number one tight end I personally actually like Hunter Henry A little bit better If not for the injury on the Dynasty Startup Um, I'm a little higher on Henry than everyone else And there is something to be said For Kelsey's quarterback's age If he turns out to be good And then you finish it up with One defense in the Titans, who cares Whatever, you kind of punted that, good for you Uh, Overall very good uh, I think you got a lot of hidden talent in the draft With Ingram They gave you a strong number two running back That you probably didn't deserve that late But you got him uh, Cars going to be a little scary But I think he's actually going to be decently solid This year I think the line's going to play well I think John Gruden's going to be boring And I think it's going to go well um, And then as far as your tight ends I mean, you got the best, and his production might go down a little bit, but he's going to be safe for you. Uh, Overall, well-balanced team, nothing really too punchy in the face good. I mean, you have quite possibly the one or two best quarterback and running back. Uh, A little bit too much question marks on receiver outside of Baldwin. Hopefully Allen Robinson works out. But, I mean, if you remember even his amazing season, he struggled against top corners. And guess what? The Packers just drafted some good cornerbacks that might develop. Xavier Rhodes is one of the best in the game, and the Bears have some guys that aren't slouches either. So we'll see how he fares in that and cold weather being out in Soldier Field. So we'll see how it turns out for him. But overall... I give you a B. Next up, we have the Americans. Uh, I believe they were formerly known as the Killer Clowns, but Justin hates French people too, so just kidding Axel. That being said, go America. Uh, Starting off, he has QB Alex Smith, Blake Bortles, Uh, Allen and McCarron So the Buffalo Bills Locked up, good on you Uh, Smith is going to be Better than most people think But that being said, he's a little older And he runs the risk of going Conservative again Bortles is a great fantasy Quarterback, but how long is he going to Thread that line of being okay In the NFL to not good in the NFL Uh, Hopefully he improves So he can stick around We'll see, a little bit risky there Overall, your quarterbacks suck, though. I'm sorry. I don't even know who was on the board still, but I think Allen, you took him maybe over a few other rookies that I just scratched my head at and then McCarron as a joke. Uh, He doesn't get respect from anyone because he doesn't deserve respect from anyone. Following that up, you got the running backs. Barkley with the number two pick. A little risky, but great solid base for your running backs. Shady McCoy, the Slippery Fish. Uh Uh-oh, there might be some problems now, but we didn't know that at the time of the draft. Uh, That being said, you took him as your fourth player a little early. I understand he's younger than he seems, but he's got a lot of miles on them tires, and we don't know how long he's going to go, especially with his efficiency dropping like it did. Uh, Followed that by Ronald Jones, the best satellite back that isn't actually a satellite back. Dude's tiny. Dude can't run well between the tackles. Dude's got some straight line speed. And he's small, but can't catch the ball very well. So I really don't understand him as a NFL prospect going where he did in the draft. Uh, Deontay Foreman and TJ Logan of the Cardinals for you people that don't know who that is. Uh, Deontay Foreman, hope he's good the achilles tear is scary though and who knows what he's going to come back as uh other than that though after your first two i'm not really a fan of your running backs this year and outside of your number one i'm not really a fan of your running backs going forward just a little too much risk a little too much uncertainty and a little too much old wide receivers though they're looking good Got Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Josh Gordon, Calvin Ridley, Robbie Anderson, Anthony Miller, I believe, Devin Funches, Kenny Stills, DJ Chark, and Zay Jones. Cause you just gotta have those Bills players, I guess. Surprised you didn't take Charles Clay, but we'll get to your tight ends in a minute. Uh we already heard my thoughts on Devontae Adams, but can't really blame you for taking him where he did. Followed by Mike Evans, the former, is he number one or number two wide receiver in Dynasty Drafts. Now, all the way down into the third round. Uh, if he can rebound, great value. I think he's going to rebound a little bit, but his, his value is kind of in between what he was and what he's been lately. And then uh, after that, Josh Gordon. Only reason he got Josh Gordon was because I passed on Josh Gordon. At that point, I had a little too much risk in my wide receivers, and I took Alshon Jeffrey, I believe, and trust me, I wasn't thrilled about that, but that being said, the only thing I had to worry about with Alshon was injuries, not off the field issues, and as of this recording, we're hearing that he's out of training camp right now because he's seeking preventative measures, I don't know how screwed up this kid is that he has to continue to get more treatment than he's already getting, and he can't go to practice, maybe he's just being sly and he's missing practice without losing pay on it because of what he's doing, but that being said, red flag a little bit still, I don't think he's out of the woods, but I hope he gets his life right, and I hope uh, it works out for him, because for one brief beautiful moment, he was just a fantasy darling. Uh, after that, Calvin Ridley, great pick. Everyone's in love with him. It's got a little ways before he develops. Uh, Robbie Anderson, man, I guess you just like guys with uh, issues and possible suspensions, but nothing actually happening at this point. He uh, did follow up Ridley with another futures pick in Miller. Uh, I like Devin Funches. That being said, I'm a Michigan fan And he was a tight end Converted into wide receiver there So a little soft spot in my heart Kenny Stills Oh yeah, he's hot fire When it was Matt Moore throwing to him And Matt Moore's not on the team anymore So Sorry uh, DJ Chark, way too crowded Receiver core And he's a one trick pony at that And then Zay Jones, I don't know why you picked him I don't think he was on anyone's radar uh, Your saving grace Was your tight ends a little bit Because you came in with the hot fire on Gronk Who is right now the best tight end in the league Future is a little iffy I think he plays a couple more years I think he's dominant Although the gap continues to narrow For a couple more years That being said, uh, you made up for your running backs there because your receivers are good enough if the top three work out and Gronk's going to give you that edge that... Actually, I'm sorry. You made up for your quarterbacks. That's the real uh, glaring hole. Um, The head scratcher, though, is you decided to go with Jimmy Graham to back him up, and I understand... That your thought process on this is I'm going to win now because I don't see a reason That you've tried to build for the future Other than a couple of your receivers So Win now I guess and you're going to Enjoy using Graham For that one week that Gronk's On a bye Head scratcher I don't know Because Graham's not going to be in the league in two years From now I think Maybe three and You're not going to play him over Gronk And... He's not that great anymore. And... You took him with your 12th... As your 12th player, so... Way to spend that capital. Uh, You did follow it up, though, with Hayden Hurst. Good pick as far as the Futures tied in. And... Waste of the pick. Cameron Brait. So... Defenses after that were the Panthers-Redskins. Not really sure, but I'm guessing the Redskins was a week one matchup kind of thing. Panthers pre pretty good. A little bit of the downturn, but you trust Naron Rivera. Um, overall, I like what you did in receiver. I like what you started with in tight end, although your depth's not great. And the fact that you have Barkley helps. Um, do not like your quarterbacks, though. And I just I don't think you have enough power to win this year. And on top of that, I don't think you're built for the future, so... That being said, I give you a C on your draft grade. Next, we're going to move on to carry on my wayward son, Mr. Clay Jones. Now, Clay was one of my favorite people of the draft, uh, just as far as personalities, because when he came in with that hot fire of a pick with Odell Beckham, he kind of put you all on notice and burned you pretty darn hard saying oh my god I can't believe no one knows how to draft why didn't you take a wide receiver and you know what honestly it was a little harsh but I agree with him that's right I agreed with someone so uh, started off with Beckham good job anyways we'll keep it going with the QB's we start off with Luck Roethlisberger Manning Tyrod Taylor and Brissett. If this doesn't scream, I'm going to win now and screw the future, I don't know what does. Other than luck, if he's healthy, you do not have a single asset that you plan on being a starter after this year. I understand Roethlisberger is probably going to be, Manning will probably have one more year after this, Taylor might end up somewhere else after this But you went for the jugular now And I mean I'm not going to blame you for it But dear God help you in the future with your quarterbacks uh, After that you go to running back Ezekiel Elliott Joe Mixon Jay Ajayi, or I'm sorry, <clears throat> Jay Ajayi. That was a terrible British accent uh, and then Williams, Aaron Jones, Green Bay Combo, Bernard, and Eckler. So Zeke, you just put the league on blast now that you're going to win by trading up again into the first and getting Zeke Elliott to match with your number one receiver in Dynasty. So kudos to you for uh, really sticking it to the league there. After that, Joe Mixon, yeah, he's a question mark. I do like the... The weight loss uh, news that he he's trying to cut weight and get in better shape, and so we we'll see how it turns out. But uh, good risky pick could pay dividends. Uh, JJ, I'm a fan of the talent. I actually like the player. I just I think he's one of those guys that isn't ever going to get a fair shake. Uh, part of it is this knee issue that hasn't come up since he's been drafted. But everyone keeps talking about it. And then right now he's just in that situation that, yeah, he could get the lion's shirt, the Eagles, but that's just not been their MO under Doug Peterson at this point. So we'll see if he does. Uh, if he does, man, you're all right. Uh, after that, Williams and Aaron Jones. Uh, you ended up taking Aaron Jones a little early because we found out later that he'd get a two-game suspension, and you probably could have – done a little bit better on jones that being said williams might have gone a little earlier so i think it evens out a little bit uh i'm not a fan of either of these guys aaron jones talent is great but that being said he keeps getting his own way and he's got durability issues williams is a slow plotter uh good tools though as far as like his his ability to play the position but we'll see how that shakes out for you hopefully you chose right because Todd montgomery's in the mix Uh, Gio Bernard He's a good pick to me He's one of those guys like Duke Johnson He's just kind of stuck where he's at Maybe he'll actually break away from the Bengals though And get the Jerick McKinnon treatment And really show what he can do Uh, Eckler's kind of a wasted pick But you just took a shot at that point Uh, Moving to the receivers Beckham, Hilton, Watkins Edelman uh, Goodwin Doxson, Taiwan Taylor and Jamon Moore. So first off the bat, Beckham amazing. Hilton to go with your luck pick if they're if he's right, both of them pay off dividends. so I like that one a lot and I'm actually a big fan of TY. Uh, Sammy Watkins, that's a big question, but that being said, you got him as your eighth player and to take a shot on that Chief's offense. Why not take the guy with the higher draft capital for a lot less fantasy draft capital? Uh, Edelman, that one kind of hurt too because he ended up with a four-game suspension. You were just knocking it out of the park with these suspensions. Uh, Probably could have gotten him three rounds later than you did because you took him as your ninth player. Uh, Hopefully Goodwin works out in San Francisco. He's always been one of those underappreciated players. They think highly of him, though. Uh, Doxon, great talent. See if he finally puts it together and stays healthy. And the rest, who cares? Uh, Going to the tight end, Delaney Walker, Mike Gusecki, Daz Goddard, and Gerald Everett. So I like Walker for the win-now factor. Gasecki, I actually hate you for that. He was going to be one of my picks. I didn't mention it on the other... uh, on the other segment But I, I was just chomping at the bit And you took him two picks before me So good for you on that one uh, Dallas Goddard I like it Seems like you picked it maybe to keep away from Axel or someone like that But that being said you Can't really blame you for it He might eventually take over for Zackers and then Gerald Everett He is just A beast But he just can't get used in that St. Louis offense. So, overall, for the way your team's constructed, tight end's fine now. Uh, oh, sorry, on defense, you went with the Bears. Good, young, up-and-coming defense. Like that one. Uh, overall, for your short-term, love it. I think you're in a great position to win now. You got strong pieces up and down. Uh, your weakest point tight end, you still have a very serviceable one. It all hinges on Andrew Luck though If he's right this season You're going to win now Uh, But that being said Unless you draft Will or make some trades You better do it now Because in three years You're going to start hurting Because of those running backs Because of those quarterbacks And because maybe those tight ends If none of your guys develop So I hope it works out for you Uh, But not at the expense of me obviously Because I want to win Next on the block, uh, we got Chris's team. I forget what he is now. His name's changed so many times. We're going to call him Team White because that's what it was originally. Uh, But I think he's uh, feeling the good vibes for Josh Gordon right now. So he started off with uh, quarterbacks Pat Mahomes, Jameis Winston, and Mason Rudolph. So right off the bat, it kind of raises some concerns. I mean... You got, you got the uh, quarterback of the future, Pat Mahomes, and Winston, who I've no, never really been a huge fan of, but, I mean, his numbers produce when he's on. He's just so up and down and up and down. Uh, but then you go with Rudolph. Uh, you don't secure a third quarterback that's playing now. In fact, there might not even be a future for him in the next two years, maybe three, so you're just stuck there with two quarterbacks missing each of the bye weeks. Uh, if injury happens, you're kind of hosed. So not a huge fan of those moves. Uh, and then of course after the after the uh, draft happened, we found out that Winston's got a three game suspension. So ugh, you're you're pretty screwed uh, as far as running backs. Got David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Coleman, Dixon, Murray, and Yeldon. Uh, I like that uh, the fact that you got one of the potentially best running backs in the league dual threat you got one with a lot of promise that could be that as well um i like that you followed up with uh murray and kind of secured that backfield, made sure that you got the production out of him and then the uh the wild card really is coleman and dixon uh yeldon is what he is i think he's actually a lot better than people give him credit for but will he ever really get an opportunity um but coleman I mean, he's going to give you a nice flex option and bye week option as is. And then on top of that, next year he could be the next Jarek McKinnon. Uh, He's shown tremendous talent, but just hasn't put together a full season. There's been some injuries here and there. Just couldn't jump Devonta Freeman once Freeman kind of pulled into that starting job over him. Uh, and then Dixon, same thing, man, a lot of potential, uh, a lot of off-the-field issues and injuries, so we'll see if he can put it together. If he can, that'd be a steal of the draft, uh, picking him what, with your 13th uh, player. So for your wide receivers, you went Hill, Diggs, Landry, Martavis Bryant, uh, John Ross, Des Bryant, Tavon Austin, uh, Curtis Samuel. Samuel, sorry, uh, the Panthers, uh, Equinemius St. Brown, and Chester Rogers. So you got a real deep pool of wide receivers, which is good because, I mean, frankly, there's a lot of question marks on your receiving core. Uh, Tyreek Hill has been amazing, awesome, love him. That being said, we don't know what he's going to be going forward with Sammy Watkins there with the new quarterback. Um, a more established run game. He very well could kind of fall into that uh, wide receiver kind of like 15 range, uh, which, I mean, it's great, but taking him in the third round, you kind of want a little more production than that, and I think you kind of drafted him as ceiling. ceiling. Uh, speaking of guys with high ceilings, though, Stefan Diggs. This man is hot, hot fire. He uh, pretty much is a mix between Antonio Brown... And uh, Jarvis Landry Uh, He's kind of in between the two I think Landry's his floor if he's healthy Antonio Brown's his ceiling if he's healthy Uh, The kid just destroys when he's right The problem is he's just never been able to put together a full season Uh, That being said, I think he has an opportunity to Gain ground back on Thielen with Kirk Cousins coming in And that whole reset of the offense with the new coordinator as well so really love that pick uh, Landry The uh, the aforementioned Landry Not as much I mean you took him in the right spot So I can't really knock you on that But uh, it, there's just so many question marks in Cleveland Which is hilarious Because before the question marks is Who can we possibly squeeze a little bit of fantasy goodness out of in that team Now it's we're squeezing And too much is coming out And we don't know what's going to be good What's going to be okay and what's not So, uh, we'll see. He is a great talent, though, and I think he's going to give you some solid kind of Golden Tate years uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, Martavis Bryant, that was a little bit of a head-scratcher. Pretty much as confusing as why Gruden and the Raiders traded a third-round pick in the draft for him. Uh, We'll see if he ends up getting suspended or if he ends up being anything close to what he was a couple years ago uh and then you have the only player in nfl history's career so far that has negative points with john ross uh nothing but speed don't think he's going to be much of anything so good with that uh des bryant i mean if you sign somewhere good good for you if he doesn't you kind of wasted pick same with Tavon austin not a fan of him and the rest of it who cares uh, heading over to your tight ends, this is where uh, you get hot fire with your uh, draft. Having Trey Burton, Jordan Reed, Johnny Smith, uh, Rico Gathers, and Alan Cross. I think the last two were kind of throwaway picks. Um, Gathers might not even be on the team. I don't even know who Alan Cross is other than he plays for the Bucs. Um, and then... Trey Burton, though, going to that new Matt Nagy offense. I think we've anointed that, the new Rams, a little too much. Uh, we have no idea what Nagy's going to do. He barely did any play calling over in uh, Kansas City. And we just we don't know what it's going to be. So projecting Trey Burton to be this like transcendent talent is a little scary. That being said, when he was given the opportunity in Philly, he always produced. Uh, And then one of my favorite, Rule 86, Jordan Reed. I mean, if this kid is healthy, he's top three tight end in the league. That's the big question. So we'll see if in a contract year he kind of puts it up for you. And then uh, one good pick in the future for Johnny Smith with uh, the Titans. I really like him. I know you're a big Nashville guy, so good for you on that. Um, And then as far as defense... We go with the Rams. Great powerhouse pick right now. Uh, there's probably going to be a little bit of turnover in the future just because they have spent so much money and continue to spend so much money they're not going to be able to pay everyone. But they're in a win now moment. So go ahead and take it for what it is. They'll be a uh, top five defense this year probably. Moving on, we have Fear the Juice. Oh, sorry. We'll go back. So... uh To finish up my synopsis on uh, Chris's team, not a fan of your QBs. Uh, A lot of potential, but a lot of question marks on wide receiver. Uh, Shallow depth on running back. Uh, Great tight end depth, though. And I think your starting roster kind of puts you ahead of the curve a little bit and covers up some of those depth depth questions. So I'm going to give you a B- minus on that draft. All right, so as we said, fear the juice. We got QB, Drew Brees, Andy Dalton, and Case Keenum. So I'm sure everyone thinks me being a Houston native for the last five, six years, that I'm a big fan of Keenum. I like him. He's great, but I think he's more a product of the system last year than actual quality. Uh, I think Andy Dalton's gonna bounce back a little bit, but right now the only the only real solid piece you got is Drew Brees. But that being said, you got three quarterbacks, so you're doing better than Chris in that department. Uh, running back wise, we got Kamara, Jordan Howard, Deion Lewis, Mac, and Hines, part of the uh, Indianapolis Colts backfield. So Alvin Kamara, you already know where I stand on that wasted pick. How early you were. Uh, Jordan Howard in third and PPR might be a little early, but, I mean, he's done nothing but produced thousands of yards, and that was on bad offenses, so we'll see how it turns out this year. Uh, Deion Lewis, this'll be the prove-it year. I mean, he was hot fire with the Patriots when he was healthy, but that being said, that was with the Patriots, so we'll see how that turns out when he moves to the Titans and see how he produces and how his workload is split with Henry. Um... And then I think you got hot trash with Marlon Mack. I'm sorry. I think him and Hines are the exact same players, so you're kind of cornering the market on that Colts uh, backfield in that portion. That being said, these are guys that are going to do too much with not enough blocking, and they end up hurting themselves rather than helping. Moving over to your wide receivers, this is where I think you knocked it out of the park. Uh, You got Antonio Brown trading up with me. Larry Fitzgerald. DT88, Will Fuller, Crabtree, Richardson, Pettis, and Tyro Williams. So, you are solid for now. I think you have one of the better receiving core next to probably Axel now. That being said, in two years, this is going to be a hot mess of garbage. Garbage. Brown is going to be great for a while. But Fitz might not play past this year, and at most he's going to play two more years. Uh, Demarius Thomas, he's out after this year. Will Fuller, hot fire when he started going with Deshaun Watson, but, I mean, that was a flash of the pan. Don't know if it's going to turn out well. Crabtree, old. I mean, pretty pretty much your youth is Paul Richardson changing teams. Never a great thing for a season pettis uh probably overdrafted by the niner, niners and then tyrell williams in that muddled number two spot of the chargers so uh but that being said you're gonna you're gonna do real well this year with them uh moving over to tight end we have olsen and joku eifert and mark andrews of the ravens greg olsen love the pick Njoku, love the pick. I was actually eyeballing him, but never got to me. Eifert, that is—you might as well just given me the pick, since apparently everyone else was giving me picks. And I—I mean, he's not going to play. I'm going to call it right now. I'm calling my shot. If he gets on the field this year, it'll be after spending time on the pup, and he is going to get injured if he goes on the field again. And this is the last year he plays. I don't think another team will give him a chance. I don't think he's very smart if he tries to come back after this year. Uh, Mark Andrews, he might end up being the best pick the Ravens had over Hayden Hurst. I think he's more of a pure receiver, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, Defense-wise, you are stacked beyond belief. You got a young, strong, perennial defense in the Ravens. A mostly powerhouse Broncos that lost a few pieces, but still good. And a Cardinals defense that I think is actually a little better than they seem to be. So, uh, overall, weak spots, quarterback, uh, probably, yeah, your running back depth's pretty weak. And the age of your wide receiver, uh, that being factored with the turnover of your team in the next couple of years, I'm going to give you a C+. Next up, Team Gravelin, or as I'm going to describe them today, Team Gravel. Because they're stuck in the mud, they're they're just not going anywhere like they got rocks for shoes. So, your QBs are Stafford, Rivers, and Trubisky. Love Stafford, he's got plenty of years ahead of him being very relevant. Love Rivers, but he doesn't have much time left. Trubisky, not a fan, I think he's kind of... He's getting all this hype, this love, and he's gonna disappoint. In fact, I think I heard a report yesterday or the day before saying that he is struggling in training camp, kind of back and forth, and he had the same thing in minicamp. So, I think that pick was probably as bad as the Bears trading up one spot to get him. Uh, running backs, you got Melvin Gordon, Rashad Penny, Lynch, Miller, Edo Smith, Spencer Ware, Corey Clement. And Chris Carson now I like that you sewed up the Seattle running backs that being said I think they're hot garbage that defense is gonna suck they're gonna throw a lot and the pass catching backs are gonna be the only ones that benefit a little bit that being said it's gonna be more Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett which you did get later and so kudos to you on that one Uh, Melvin Gordon going to be hot fire. I think uh, he's in for a big year. I think I got him as my number six running back. Um, And I know he pretty much finished in that spot last year, but I think it's going to be more of a testament this year considering the health of some players, the emergence of Saquon Barkley this year, and the fact that Zeke's going to play 16 games. So I think he's still going to come out as the sixth best running back, and I think that's going to work out well for him. Lynch, Old, Miller... Old busted. Ida Smith, not even worth consequence right now, but he might be the next Tevin Coleman. Spencer Ware, busted. Corey Clement, timeshare. Overall, past Gordon, your running backs are not very inspiring. I think Lynch and Miller have some uh, value this year, but past this year, who knows? Next up, your receivers, we got Julio Jones, AJ Green, Golden Tate, Cooper Cup, Tyler Lockett, Travis Benjamin, Cameron Meredith, Sanu, TreQuan Smith, and Albert Wilson. So Julio, amazing. I know all you foot or all you Falcon uh, fans out there love the crap out of him. Probably have shrines to him. Blah 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 blah. Great pick. Just getting old. A.J. Green, great pick. Just getting old. Golden Tate, great pick, just getting old. Man, I'm starting to see a little bit of a pattern here. Cooper Cup, Lockett, love those picks. Young, I think Cup's great. I think Lockett still needs to prove he's healthy, but that being said, uh, good pick, Travis Benjamin, fat, Cameron Meredith, busted, Sanu, older slot guy, probably not with the Falcons much longer. Uh, don't know much about Traquan Smith. I'm not gonna try to bullshit you on that one, but going to the Saints offense, that could be good. And Albert Wilson, never got a fair shake over in Kansas City. We'll see if it turns out in Miami for him. Uh, I mean, your your receivers are good. They're just old or, uh, old. So, O.J. Howard and Jack Doyle make up your tight ends. Uh, Howard... I don't like where the state of the bucks are right now, so although he's a great talent, don't don't really know. and then baby hands Doyle. Um, I think he's the better tight end. I think that the tight ends and the Colts are getting way not enough or way too much hype, I'm sorry. Uh, Ebron's more the move guy. He's hot trash. Doyle, he's more the inline guy. I've never seen everyone's like, oh, well, they're going to be so great. Tight end, tight end, tight end for Luck. Well, that being said, did you know the best year that Luck ever had with two tight ends? They both caught eight touchdowns, and they both finished outside the top 12. So, good luck with that. And then Eagles for your defense, great pick. Eventually, they're going to have some turnover. They're getting a little old, you know what I mean? So, overall, uh, hate your construction in your roster. You got uh, some older quarterbacks, and you got some people that need to develop. The The team's all over the place. You got, you got a bunch of people that are going to need to develop into stars for you to stay relevant, and at least one of your quarterbacks is going to go out probably within that time frame. So, not a fan, uh, very uneven. I'm going to give you a C. Sorry. All right, next up, we have my arch nemesis, the worst person ever, Axel Tricot. Now, I'm going to just start off by saying, I think most of you know my history with Axel, our back and forth, and the fact that this rivalry was created from just from going back and forth and me besting him in the other Foot Clan league we have. Uh, that being said, mad respect. Your team, I love it. I, I, I love it. There's a couple things I probably would have changed a little differently, but that being said, fantastic. So at QB, the franchise has Cam Newton, Jimmy Garoppolo, Marcus Mariota, and then a bunch of hot garbage. Uh, pretty much wasted picks He got a little flustered We've already talked about that Cam Newton, fantastic He's going to be great for the next four years After that, who knows, but you got enough time Jimmy Garoppolo, fantastic Future, bright, Shanahan, great I think he's going to struggle slightly this year Because everyone's like, oh, is that? Well, this is his first full year in the system He didn't even use the system last year They kind of simplified everything Because he came in last minute So, I I don't see how he doesn't struggle the way Matt Ryan struggled with it. That being said, he is greater than Brady, according to him. So, maybe he doesn't. Marcus Mariota, love the future for him. He's done very well up to this point. I mean, yes, feeding on weaker defenses, mostly. But that being said, he's the only QB that catches his own passes. So, double points? Woo-woo! Anyways. (laughs) So, good depth on the quarterback after... Those three who cares about the other guys At running back you have Jarek McKinnon I believe you've met my fitness consigliere Michelle Royce Freeman Tariq Cohen, Ty Montgomery Devonta Booker Booker, sorry Matt Breda and Bo Scarborough I like that name, that's a good name McKinnon, bunch of question marks I'm not the biggest fan. I think he's getting way too much hype, and the durability thing's a concern. His past deficiency is a little bit of a concern. That being said, the kid's spark score is hot fire. I think he did like 31 reps on the bench press, and he's like 5'9 or some shit like that. Uh, pretty amazing on that. Uh, Sony Michelle, love him. I think the people fearing him, I, I think he's going to be just fine. Royce Freeman, Tariq Cohen, Montgomery. I mean, like, basically, you, you sewed up the the Broncos' backfield. You got the Niners, and you got the best spot in the Patriots, and you got a, bunch of guys, a couple guys that could hit and I think are going to actually do decently well. So although it's probably your weakest position, I still think you're all right on it, and the fact that you have guys that catch passes in the half point, I think that helps a bit. Uh, moving on to probably the best wide receiver team in the league. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Nuke, Keenan Allen, uh star is born, Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Hearns, Christian Kirk, Dede Westbrook, and Braxton Berrios. That sounds like a soccer player, not a football player. Anyways, Nuke, hot fire. Allen, hot fire. Juju Smith-Schuster, I actually have a hot take on him. I think he is a serviceable number two right now, and I don't think Brown is much longer for the Steelers after this contract. I think he becomes the next Brown in the same way that Brown kind of superseded Mike Wallace and uh, Emmanuel Sanders. So, love that pick. Hearns, I think he's good. He's going to be a great number two there eventually. But for now, he is the lead dog in Dallas. Christian Kirk is going to be the next Larry Fitzgerald. Fantastic. And I do like DeeDee Westbrook's talent. So, overall, you got hot fire right now. You got hot fire in the future. And I think this is probably the strongest wide receiver group in the league. Tight end, Ingram not a fan. I think his number his totals come down as far as uh targets, but his efficiency will go up a little bit not seeing double coverage. So, I think he's going to have a little bit of a bounce back and end up around the same points total, but as far as an efficiency standpoint. Uh Kyle Rudolph, love him. Think Kirk Cousins going to use him. Good tight ends. Chargers, Saints, and Seahawks for your D. Seahawks, trash, don't care. But Chargers and Saints, I actually really wanted the Chargers or the Saints as my second defense. So I couldn't get that. Good for you for getting both of them. So, You are the greatest player I have ever seen. Other than myself. Practicing in front of a me roll. So believe it or not, Axel gets an A. Minus for me Uh, I believe that is the highest score That I will be giving any of you tards Next up Well You know what I brought in a special guest to, uh, To introduce the next team Some men Aren't looking for anything logical Like money They can't be bought, bullied, reasoned Or negotiated with Some men Just want to watch the world burn That's right, the 55s, Brian. Now, I think everyone didn't see this coming. I think everyone thought there's no way he could do it again. But with his first, second, third, and even fourth pick, the fool went with quarterback every time. I mean, come on! And then he finished it up with two more quarterbacks totaling the six max. Insane. Ruin some of your teams. I mean, I don't have a problem with it because I drafted amazingly. But some of you should be pissed. So starting off, he went Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and. I can't even believe I'm going to say this, but he he drafted Joe Flacco, and I think it was just a mess with me for some reason. Well, I mean, you have the best quarterback group because you have the best second and third. I mean, when you waste the first quarter or, what, 15% of your draft on quarterbacks, then, yeah, you're going to have the best quarterback group. But let's go through the winners at running back he got. uh, Darius Geis, Nick Chubb, On Johnson, Anderson, Blage, Duke Johnson, and Belal Powell. Well, congratulations. You got some some older bit piece guys with three potential rookies. Uh, I think two of them will actually do pretty well, but you're going to have to wait on them a little bit. Geist is the only one with any immediate value. Uh, receiver, Corey Davis, Brandon Cooks, Nelson Aguilar, Michael Gallup, Jameson Crowder, Mike Williams, and James Washington. So, Cooks, sorry. You ain't going to get any love from me. I think he's overrated. I think he was a waste of a pick, and you can't expect anything. He is like a worse Deshaun Jackson because at least at one point Deshaun Jackson had a consistent season Uh, Corey Davis if he turns out to be great good for you Hopefully you don't have to wait too long to find out if it at all happens Uh, Gallup give you some immediate return Uh, I don't see him any better though in the future than what Crowder's been at his heights So wide receiver two range Nelson Aguilar, I think pretty much what you got last year from him is the best you're going to hope for. And the only good wild cards are Mike Williams, James Washington. Mike Williams, top seven pick, I believe. He could turn out to be a guy that kind of saves your receiving core a little bit with that late, late pick. James Washington, I know everyone's like, oh, he's the next Martavis Bryant. Well, he's not as good as Martavis Bryant. He's just, he's fast. He's got some tools, but that being said, he's going to take some time. And by the time he really develops, I think Big Ben will be gone. So I don't think it's going to matter as much. Uh, tight end, you got George Kittle and Vance McDonald. Uh, I guess you like 49ers. One is current, one is past. And both of them big question marks. And then the Homer took the Falcons and the Lions for D. Uh, like the Falcons pick. Lions, good middle of the road D. That's fine. Uh overall though, you are in no position now to win, sir, and I know that your thought process is, well, I'm gonna take all these quarterbacks and I'm gonna trade for other players. Well, guess what? You're probably not gonna get the value that you could have gotten if you just picked the guy at that spot. But you know what? I don't know why I'm complaining because you're going to suck in our league for a little while and good luck to you if i, I think you bet us that you're going to make the playoffs or at the very least you keep telling us you're going to make the playoffs so that'll be fun to watch uh okay so off the soapbox and to easily the best team in the league and this isn't me bolstering my team up like brian did in the other league and all his power rankings. I'm sorry. If you disagree with me, and I know this sounds like pandering and self-service, but from top to bottom, I, I'm built to win now. I'm built to win in the future. And I have the most depth. And I have, I just, I mean, you can't disagree with me. If you do, you're a fool, or you just don't know fantasy. Now, I do have a weakness on my team. We'll get to it in a second. and This is a little risky, But without further ado, it is the Bill Belichick Puppet Masters, formerly known as Saquon My Chocolate Salted Balls. I really like that name, but apparently it's too inappropriate because the ballers would not read it on the footcast. Anyways, so the Puppet Masters aforementioned because, well, we had to change the name. Clearly, I was just taking advantage of everyone and on a whole nother level when it came to trading in the draft. Starting off, we got my QBs, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and Ryan Tannehill. Now, those don't sound like the sexiest names. I'll give you that. But let's look at it. We have a risk guy, Deshaun Watson, that was just... Beyond hot fire until he got hurt. In practice, not game. And the last time he tore an ACL, all he did was come back and just destroy the world and win a national championship and make Bama look like a bunch of bitches. Dak Prescott, half the season last year, he was crap. Guess what? He still ended up as the QB 11. 11. And you're like, oh, well, he lost all these pieces. What did he lose? He lost an old lumbering wit, and yes, that's reliability. I get that, but that's not setting the world on fire. And Des Bryant, who was just garbage the last season, so I ain't worried about him. Lamar Jackson, this kid is going to be a video game next year at the latest, maybe this year. I keep hearing reports that now they're talking about splitting reps in-game with him at QB some of the time. What team does that? A team that's trying not to start him, but they just can't. He's too damn good. Too damn good. And then Ryan Tannehill. I think he's still got some left in the tank. That was purely a depth play for me. At running back, we have Le'Veon Bell, Devonta Freeman, Christian McCaffrey, Kenyon Drake. I got Wilkins, Connor, DeMarco Murray, and Admir Abdullah. So... Bell, amazing. We'll see what happens next year with the contract and stuff, but I don't think he's falling off the map anytime soon. Devonta Freeman, I think we're in for a bounce back. This is just like a couple years ago when they all sucked with Shanahan. They're gonna have a bounce back year. It's gonna be better than last year, and Coleman's gone after that. I'm not really worried about Edo Smith. They can't hit they can't strike twice on a great backup. Not not with what Coleman is I don't think Edo Smith has that Christian McCaffrey, I love him He's got nowhere to go up but up And the fact that he got into the top 12 With minimal touches Tells me he's going to stay healthy More often than not He knows how to take a hit He's strong enough He is big enough to take that But at the same time He reduces his hits Because he's a big catch guy These guys last longer Unless you're Jerick McKinnon Who seems to always have Little nagging injuries Next, Kenyon Drake. I don't know why this kid is getting just dissed so much. Yes, Frank Gore came in. He is old. The The cliff is coming. And I know we've said that for years now, but it is coming. And Kalen Balazs, okay, so you brought this mountain of a man in that doesn't know how to run between the tackles and gets knocked over very easily. He's like a weak sauce Brand Jacobs that just happens to be a good receiver. Well, that's great, but the fact is, unless he gets ahead of steam going, he's not quick, he's not elusive, he's just fast and good hands. I don't see why everyone wants Bellage to be this thing, and Kenyon Drake, just, I don't know, what did he do? He was one of the best running backs in the league the last half of the year, once he finally got a workload. I, I don't know why he gets uh, disrespected so much. Uh, Jordan Wilkins, I actually think he's going to lead the Colts in carries, kind of why I took him over to Heem Hines. I know that wasn't what most people probably would have expected to go with all the praise Hines is getting so far. Uh, James Conner, lock up that bell thing. I know everyone's talking, well, like, oh, there's this uh, Jalen Samuels. Okay, so you got a tight end halfback conversion that's good at catching the ball, but has... Okay measurables, he's not that big for how tall he is, and I'm sorry, James Conner's good. He's a little down last year. Oh, well, he still averaged 4.6 yards a carry, and that was after beating non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Everyone knew he lost a step after that. And he's getting it back. He looks better than he did right after the cancer. And he looks better and better every day. We're already hearing praise. And I know a little bit of that is Bell contract related. But that being said, I think he's actually the future if Bell walks. Moving over to wide receiver. This is the the A team of wide receivers, I believe. Michael Thomas, you got your Hannibal there. Tried, true, only been in the league two years, still got plenty of time ahead of him, but he's just great. Uh, Mari Cooper, bounce back candidate, I actually think he's going to be good. Marvin Jones, Alshon Jeffrey, and Devontae Parker, let's just focus on those for a minute. So, between Cooper, Jeffrey, and Parker, and Jones... I have a consistent number two receiver. I can put in plug. Someone's gonna hit. Someone's gonna be great. And I probably have a third out of that. I think Jones is fantastic. I think Parker still has something to prove because he's actually been good when he's healthy. Like people seem to think he's trash, but he's been dominating. He just can't stay on the field. And maybe finally, he's finally taking his off season seriously. So. We'll see how that turns out. And then Alshon's the only scary one on this group that I don't like as much, but I took him instead of Josh Gordon because I was a little too worried about the risk on my team. I needed more stability than what Josh Gordon might be, and I might have picked right because he might actually not be there for the start of this season. Uh, Next we got Cortland Sutton. I think he's going to be a star in the league, and it's going to start as early as next year, so that was a great pick on me. And then next, to back up Marvin Jones. Oh. That's right. Some sweet, sweet, smooth routes. Kenny Galladay. Uh, loved this pick for me. Didn't know if I could get him, but I made it a priority. Because now I have the Lions backfield just... So, er, Sorry receiving core sewn up for the next six years seven years so kudos to me on that uh finished by jordan matthews that was just a depth thing whatever uh tight end took hunter henry as my seventh player Uh uh-oh we already talked about that because could have gotten him a little later and that was just devastating so i kept trying to find the right value throughout the draft and Everyone kept snaking me right before, right before, and I was like, well, you need a tight end, you need a tight end. I'm like, well, tight ends suck, and I'm not going to reach on a guy just because. I mean, the rest of my team is stacked and can carry a weaker tight end, but I still managed to get Ricky Seals-Jones. He's going to be amazing. He is just a freak of athleticism, and he just needed an opportunity. So kudos to me on that, and then picked up Tyler Croft because Eifert's trash. Uh, followed that by the Vikings, Texans, and Steelers defense. Um, good tandems, I guess. Pick the Steelers up because they're perennially good. Texans are great now if they stay healthy. That's the only problem, and I'm hoping this is the year. And then Vikings are probably the best defense of now and the future. So so I just sit here, and I I look at this just beautiful roster, and and all I can say is, Yeah! That's right. Yeah. Give myself an A. Plus, plus. And if you disagree with me, look at my roster at the end of the draft and tell me you disagree. And compare it to yours. You, you, just, you look at your roster, you look at my roster, and you tell me how you beat me. The only way you beat me is if half my quarterback core goes down with injury again. And I know that's a little scary prospect, and it's all teetering on that. But that being said, one of these guys has to stay healthy. So, uh, Finally, we come to the last team, Shane Cook. Now, public service announcement, Shane. Start talking to your league mates. Be more active. I know, and you'll see in a future episode, that you spent like a month working on a trade and blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what? At least respond to us that you don't want the trade we're offering. Or, oh, that sounds good, I'll think about it. Something. Don't just ghost us. Don't just not read our messages. We can see that you don't read them. It says read, or it says delivered. So get on it. Anyways, I I didn't quite understand what was going on with Shane's draft. That being said, I look at it top to bottom. It seemed like he was just going on a whim of stuff, but he actually came out pretty much on top. Uh, I like most of it. I'm not a fan of some of the players, but that being said, it it works. Uh, QB, you got Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Nick Foles. Great pick on that. He probably will be starting quarterback next year, so way to sneak him in there. Uh, Running back... And I mean, Brady's GOAT, Ryan's good, Darnold can be good. Uh, It's just a matter of how long Brady plays, and if it gives Darnold and Foles enough time to be relevant. Uh, Running back, you got Hunt, Fournette, Henry, Crowell, James White, and Theo Riddick. I think White will give you a little value for a little while longer. Riddick's done after this year. Crowell's done after this year. Henry, that's the big question mark. If Henry works out, I think the rest of your running backs are good. I don't think they're amazing world beaters, but they're good. Except for the net injury issue. So, I think that you're going to turn around and do well if Henry does well. Uh, for receiver, you got Thielen, Woods, Sanders, Hogan, Nelson, Garcon, Beasley, Cobb, Grant, and Travis Benjamin. Now, Thielen was just fine. A little older. Great pick, though, at the beginning. A little bit of question if he actually produces, though, with uh, Kirk Cousins the way he did with Keenum. Uh, Robert Woods, I like him a lot better than most. Sanders, he's gone after this year, and unless he finds work somewhere else, kind of a waste pick. Chris Hogan, though, I think you you caught that one a little late, and good for you on that. I think Hogan's got a couple years left. Uh, Jordy Nelson, wasted pick. Garcon. Gonna be gone in a couple of years. Beasley waste pick. Cobb to me wasted pick. But who knows? Uh, Corey Grant that might actually work out a little bit. Depends how uh, how that one turns out. I think it's Corey Grant, right? Or Ryan Grant? It might be Ryan Grant. I think it's Ryan Grant. Corey Grant, Ryan Grant. Corey Grant. It's a Grant. Okay. So and then Travis Benjamin another wasted pick. Uh, overall your receivers are decent. Uh, I think it's what really keeps your team from hitting that up next level, but I think you're going to be able to either trade or recover and get get some better receivers in there, and you're you're going to be all right in the future, too. Uh, Right now, you're you're your higher-end team, I think, with your quarterbacks, if your running backs hit, and next, your tight ends. Ertz and Hooper. Hooper is trash. I'm sorry. He's not going to be a thing, Atlanta fans. Deal with it. But Zach Ertz, fantastic. Uh, follow that up with the youngest strong defense in the Jaguars and Patriots. Uh, overall, teams well-balanced. Receivers need some work, but I think they're serviceable enough now. And I think you have enough pieces that'll last long enough till you can either make a trade or draft a replacement. I think you're going to be all right. I'm going to give you a B B+. All right, so... That's going to conclude our analysis and our show. Um, I guess the takeaway is that I'm better than y'all. Sorry, but hopefully you guys can catch up a little bit. I think we can look forward to a fantastic year. Hope everyone stays active. I hope uh, everyone talks a lot of trash, makes a lot of trades, and we can turn this into... uh, One of the best leagues we've all Ever been a part of so Thanks for listening I know this ran long But uh this will be The only one this long I think everything else Will be well under an hour so Uh tune in next time And we're gonna go into Draft Bonanza So for the studio Here in my little tiny office In our house I'm Jason Seplig again you can follow me at Fantasy Goonie on Twitter Athletes, I bet you toodles. How's that for a slice of fried gold?